Welcome to the Happy Mama podcast with Amy Taylor Cabaz, weekly inspiration and insights into how you can be a more mindful and happy mama. And welcome, beautiful mamas, to episode 42. When we become mamas, a lot changes. Of course, we know about the physical changes, the sleep deprivation, the massive changes within our relationships, but there's a part of our life as modern day mamas that changes dramatically and that has a major effect on how we feel about our lives and ourselves that we don't often talk about that much. And that is our money, the income that we are used to. Because let's be honest, we're women who very often had a great deal of independence before motherhood that came through earning our own money, that came through having our career, having the ability to make choices on what we spend our money on without even having to check in with someone else. And that changes, doesn't it, when we become mums? Because maybe for a short time or maybe for many years, our ability to bring in money to the family dramatically changes. And sometimes that feeling of not contributing can really affect our happiness. It means we feel like we need to ask permission to buy things for ourselves or for our children. It changes the dynamic within our marriage and our relationships. So I really think this is an important topic for us to talk about today. Mindfulness around money and how we can be more mindful and kind towards ourselves and perhaps bring in some new tools so this area of our lives doesn't feel so disconnected. The best person to speak to about this is my beautiful friend Liz McClarty. She is an accountant and money mindfulness expert who loves coaching women to empower them with their relationship with money and speaks a lot about mindfulness practices when it comes to your money. So I'm so excited to talk to Liz today. Hi beautiful. Hi Amy, I'm so thrilled to be talking to you as well and this is one of my favorite topics. Can't wait. I know that there are, it's such an important topic. I know even within the women that do my programs, um, to give themselves permission to spend that money on themselves when perhaps they're not earning money or only bringing in a very small amount, that's almost the biggest hurdle they have to overcome. This giving themselves permission to spend money on themselves when they feel like they're not contributing in other ways. It's such a big part of the motherhood journey, isn't it? It really, really is. And as you've already mentioned, it, just the, the huge change that happens when you become a mum and that, that um, the value that you, I guess, you associate with yourself when you were earning money and you know, you've worked really hard to earn that money, you've, you've studied, you've worked your way through a career and then that stops and you actually find yourself doing a job which, which I actually find even harder, uses more of your energy and you feel that you're not getting any financial um, benefit for that um, and your, your family is sometimes put under pressure because you're, you're not, as a family, you're not, not experiencing the same um, financial income that you were previously and that it is really, really tough. And Amongst that, then deciding, choosing um, as a family how you're going to spend the money, the smaller amount of money that you're used to, is a really challenging one. Um, but I think one of the key things 
to keep, I guess, to help what helped me was to bring bring that that feeling of choice back into the, into the equation to say, okay, this is the situation um, to understand what the money, the flow of money is in your life, to know what the, what the amount of income that you do have for this period, and, and it will change throughout your life. Um, it is just for a period, but to think about how you can, I guess, honour the contribution, the enormous contribution that you do provide to your family, how you can give yourself um, recognition for that. And it doesn't always need to be with expensive items, but you need to feel okay about spending money on yourself. It's so easy to go to the shops and see, you know, the latest octonaut toy or what every child is into and to, to do easily spend money on those things. Um, but then to think, oh, should I have another coffee? You know, you, you kind of question even some of those little treats that you want to give to yourself that makes your day just that little bit more enjoyable. Um, yeah, it is. it can be very, very challenging for mums to come to terms with that. That is so true that we are so willing to spend money on, say, the Octonaut toy, but we question whether we should allow ourselves an extra coffee. I really want to come mm. to that in a moment. Mm. And I love that you mentioned how we value ourselves because in my experience, this is what it really comes down to. When we feel when we feel valued as a woman, as a mother, as a partner, and also when we feel our partner values what we're doing, even if it means there's no income coming in, that's when mm -hmm. that relationship really changes. But before we dive into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey on this, how you've, um, through motherhood, come to understand this yourself and now come to a place where you're empowering other women. Sure. Well, when... I guess throughout my whole um, life being an accountant, I felt that I was quite responsible with my money. And um, when I became pregnant for the first time, it was actually when I'd just started a brand new job and I'd moved interstate to start it. And to me, this felt like the most awful timing, not only sort of the financial pressure um, that, that, I, that was going to be, I was going to have no maternity leave pay and no guarantee of a job to return to, but it made me feel um, almost ashamed professionally as well because I thought that it, you know, so all of those elements, that was, an, that was just the moment of becoming pregnant that I realized that there were so many aspects to do with money and yourself and how you honor yourself um, that came up that I would never have experienced until I was pregnant. So I needed to deal with some of these issues quite early. Um, and even having worked through those up to the point of, of um, having my beautiful boy, um, that after that I seemed to still get stuck in so many worries about, um, you know, are you going to be able to afford school fees, um, you know, holidays, experiences that you want to give your children, um, all of these things that had a money element. And I felt like I didn't have answers to them and, I, and these worries would just keep tangling in my mind. And I thought, um, I started sort of researching and trying to look for solutions. And most of, I guess, money solutions are about either making more money or how to get by on less. But that wasn't really helping me. So I looked into um, mindfulness practices. And a lot of the principles and practices actually helped me hugely with my money worries. So just the 
just the practice of being compassionately self-aware of the thoughts and feelings that are going through your head when you're when you were worried about money, it just opened up so much for me. Instead of just being at the end, you know, right at the end of the day, it's all been going through your head all day. Your head's about to hit the pillow, and there they all are. You know, you've got the headache, sore back, and stomach because all of these money worries manifest. You know, and you haven't had time in the day to sort of make a plan or or think about it. Some of them are just imaginary, and some of them, you know, are unrealistic and don't really need your attention and you you know you learn to be able to let them sort of float by like a cloud but some of them are actually really helpful and they're they're helpful because they're bringing your attention to something that that needs you you know you may need to talk to your partner about you know that your value and that's what me and my husband actually did we never had that conversation before becoming parents and um, talked about and I talked about how frustrated and angry I was you know that I was working so hard and that you don't you know, the way that you're usually recognised for that, it just isn't isn't the way the, the way it is when you're a mum. Mm. So, um, so I think what I started to do was really bring in that mindfulness part into my life, and the awareness that I found, I, I, I guess I uncovered so much about myself. I started to listen to some of the, the thoughts and feelings. I acknowledged the ones that were just crazy. <laughs> Because we all have them. Some of them are just weird, you know, fears that you have or, you know, and some of them don't need attention. Um, but some of them um, really do help you. And for those, I actually started what I call the financial freakout notepad and it's in my kitchen. So, you know, you might be washing the dishes, watching the kids and your mind's putting out the next load of washing and getting to playgroup and you start to worry about, oh, am I going to have enough money to, you know, to get these groceries and to pay the, the rent or the mortgage? And, you know, you can just start to, to freak out. Um, in amongst also 10 years' time, am I going to be able to which school, what, you know, how much mm. the school fees, all of those kind of things go through your head. So I started to this financial freakout notepad and I said to myself, okay, I'm going to write down the, um, the fears or the, the, the thoughts that I have that do need my attention, but I can't give them my attention now. So I made a date with myself. I said, okay, mind, that's, that's a great thought to have. Let's have that conversation at 7.30 tonight. So I'd make a date, I'd write it down on the pad and just say, and just put it to rest for the day. Because otherwise it would just keep going through my mind. And then that's when your energy is so drained by the end of the day. But if your mind knows that you're going to do something and having something active really helped me to, um, um, yeah, I guess to, 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 to bring in some solutions to some of the problems and worries that I had going through my mind. What a great idea. So because that's almost like that notepad next to the bed idea where in the middle of the night you suddenly think, oh, I forgot to send that email and, oh, I haven't done that and it was so-and-so's birthday yesterday and now <laughs> yeah. I have to apologise. Um, because once you do write it down, it, it, you are able to put that worry down. And so to have that particular process around money, but then to, for the ones that do need action, to then set a date for that or a time to say, oh, I will deal with that tonight, yeah. it allows your mind to release that, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, and, and at first you might find that you've got to have that date every night. But as you start to become aware of them and work through them, 
it will probably become weekly, you know, and it might be that you sit down with your partner and talk about them too, and it might be very, very quick to find a solution to it. But, um, but it really does, really does help. So what about the conversations with our partners? Um, I, I think it's important for us to remember as well that their own financial worries are very significantly changed when they become parents too. I know in my own marriage, I've had struggles about how much I can earn compared to what I used to because I've, you know, chosen to only do some part-time work so we can be there for the, for the kids. But flip that over and that means that my husband has extra pressure on his shoulders to feel like he's the only one bringing in the money. So it's a really important thing to be honest with both sides about how hard it is. This isn't to say one or the other is is harder done by, is it? But to actually sit down and have an honest conversation about the feelings, the expectations and what the plan is. Absolutely. And it's talking about it. Because I, I, I can relate exactly to how to what you've said. I've experienced the same and my my husband, the the pressure that he feels is enormous. And they they have um, a completely different set of stresses I think um, and that changes all of that for them and if you don't have that space and time to talk about it it will just manifest and it will and it will probably disconnect you a little bit from your relationship and and cause problems um, so these money dates that you have with yourself every night at first have, have definitely got to be with your partner um, where they may have their, their little notepad at work if something comes up for them that they're feeling stressed about. It's an opportunity to share those, but an opportunity to, to agree to work as a team and use, I guess, your, your decisions and choices about what you do with your money as a way to, um, to connect further. I think you can actually strengthen your relationship when you manage your money together really well and and it does change and it's it is different for everybody everyone's situations but I think when my husband and I actually started to think about the income the dollar amount that came into our account as our money because I think when beforehand you used to you know this is my job this is the role that I do and this is how much it earned and I actually earned more than my husband did so for me it was kind of I thought, and there was something about that that made me feel good too. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then that was completely turned on its head too. And then then realizing that the money that came in was ours. So we just in the day did different things. We were contributing in different ways, but that money was was what we earned. You know, in that week or those two weeks, and it is it does take a lot. Um, to sort of make that mind shift. Mm. Yes, I'm glad you said it takes a lot to make that mind shift because I know for me, I, I still, I have to be honest, I still don't think I totally accept that the money is ours. <laughs> um, if I'm really honest, I, I know it is and I know my husband says that, but on some level I still feel like, but I should be doing more. You know, like it, it's a very... I do too. 
I think, and, and as you said, I was the same. When I when my husband and I got together, I earned more than he did. So there's been a massive role there, shift. And it's not that you're arrogant. It's no. It's, 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 it's a recognition of the amount of effort and value that you've given to yourself too. Like you worked hard. You studied hard. You worked your way through positions and jobs and you enjoyed it mm. and you were recognized for that like that's that's a that's an amazing thing and now we're stripped of that um and that's a really challenging challenging part of being a mom it is and look uh, right or wrong money is power in our society uh, um it, it's power to make decisions it's freedom it, it's it has all of those connotations so that's what mindfulness would bring into that so well, I think, is that it helps you become aware of what those um, feelings around and emotions around money and not mm. being able to have any at the moment and what that, what that does to you and your sense of worth and value. Yeah. And, and, and it also reveals to you some beliefs that you may, may yes. not have actually uncovered before. And it's actually a really beautiful opportunity to understand yourself and your partner more I guess that's why I was touching on that and I think we're lucky and we've got to a, a place where we really do use our money decisions and money mindfulness to um, to allow it to connect our relationship more deeply because it's not actually about the numbers it's about it's so much more about you and what you value and your beliefs the experiences that you've had um, there's a lot of private money history, I guess, to everybody. And we're probably unlikely to have revealed that to anybody. Um, maybe not even our partner until now because you may not have even known that's why or what you were thinking mm. because it's, it's now that you really, at this stage, you really do become quite open and, and honest about what's going on because you need, you need to sort of resolve these things because mm. um, uh, otherwise they do... They, they do manifest and you just, yeah, um, worry a lot about them. Um, yeah. So I want to talk a little bit with you about um, incorporating mindfulness practices around the way we spend our money as well. Um, we've mm -hmm. talked about getting really clear on what's coming in and the value and the um, importance of acknowledging the unpaid work of motherhood um, that is just as important as everything else. But if a mama is struggling to feel like it's okay to spend money on herself or, you know, for example, on um, things to help her feel better, even I know mamas who won't even get their hair done because they feel like that that's something that they can't do at the moment. What do you say around how we can start bringing those mindfulness practices into how we spend our money as well? That's a great question. And I think that the, so the mindfulness, in, in my discovery um, through my experience, um, mindfulness has been one of the three sort of parts to a solution for me with my money worries. So I use um, mindfulness, but also you need a method to how you manage your money. So people who hate the word budgeting or spreadsheets, I don't want you to freak out, but it's, it is important that you know the, about the flow of money in your life. And why I'm saying that is because a key part of that is having money of your own that you get to choose how you're going to spend it. Mm. You know, we think a lot about, we talk about giving our children allowances, 
and how much it should be and should they work for it and all of these kind of things. But we never talk about putting money aside just for ourselves. And I think it's important as we we're talking about our partners that they also have money too because sometimes there's a tendency if we are looking after the money in people's relationships it's different who, who tends to look after um, financial decisions more. Sometimes it's husband, wife, whoever it is. In my family, it's actually myself. And sometimes I actually forget to even give my husband an allowance. Um, and he can't find himself in a way that he can spend money. He finds that mm. really difficult too. So I think it's really important that you, in terms of planning, you know you have a certain amount of money coming in and, how, and then you start to choose, well, how am I going to use that money in the best way to, um, to look after my family but to look after myself? And you need to put money aside for yourself. And then you can always come back to that. And if you're at the register about to, to pay for those beautiful shoes or you're going to book yourself a massage, you can. and that thought comes into your head saying, oh, you know, that's a lot of money. You should be spending that on so-and-so. Or, you know, that would go towards the swimming lessons or whatever. And you say, well, I have a money plan. And it's really important that I put money aside for myself. And I've saved this money. I've put this money aside. And this is what I've I've chosen to spend it on. So, you, so it allows you to then talk back to that you know, mm. mean money person, yes, and say that it's actually really important what I'm doing, and and I know that I have the money. I've put it aside because that's very important too. You don't want to find yourself, you know, looking after yourself through debt because that's actually creating a problem. But if you put money aside for yourself, you can you can just wholeheartedly enjoy that because that's that's what it's for. So you mentioned that there's three steps for your um, process of becoming mm. mindful around money. So the first one was mindfulness, and then there's method. What was the third? And the third one is mindset. So mm. yeah, so and and I guess it's actually in the reverse order. Um, I found to help myself. Um, come to terms with all of these frustrations and, and um, fears that came up um, to start looking at your mindset first, which is all your beliefs and behaviours about how, you're, how you are behaving and what your relationship with money is so you can start to sort of heal that. But, yeah, it's really important that there is a method to what you do as well and, and the mindfulness is really sort of the heart part mm. of managing your money which is about connecting with people, being able to share some of those you know, dreams and fears but if you are managing your money with somebody else to allow that to, to strengthen your relationship. So yeah, I always like to think about it in those sort of three aspects which is really you know, your head which is your mindset, your hands which is you know the method and what you do with your money and then your heart which is mindfulness and Beautiful. making those three work together um, to make sure that money because as soon as you hear money you think numbers dollars value judgments all sorts of things but it's it's such um, it, it's such a bigger topic than that oh, amazing and I wish we had more time to keep going because I know that there's so much else you could share on this but I do want to ask you the three final questions before we finish up Liz um, and perhaps we'll have a look at you know your journey as motherhood as well as um, money whatever comes up in these answers is fine um, so when you look at your journey of mummerhood, what has motherhood taught you about yourself um, so many things, um, but the, the, the key ones that I could, that really come to mind are how 
strong and resilient and adaptable I am, but mothers are, you know, in ways that I could just never have experienced if I wasn't a mum, you know, physically and emotionally, um, you know, daily we have to sort of push through (laughs) barriers of discomfort, you know, but um, but we're so strong and resilient and adaptable. It just it just really doesn't it, it just amazes me. I love that. Daily we have to push through barriers. Yes, that's right, isn't it? And we have to keep adapting and changing and reprioritizing every single day. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could go back and tell yeah, yourself exactly. But we can but we do it. But we do it so mm. well. <laughs> we really do. Well we have to, don't we? <laughs> we have too many people relying on us. We have to. I know. Yeah. So if you could go back and tell yourself one thing before you embarked on this mummerhood journey, what would it be? Um, it would be to um, to tell myself to to really make sure that you give a voice and to trust your instincts, you know, your intuition, your gut feeling, whatever you call it, um, because it's such an underrated source of wisdom for mums. And I and I'm sh- like, there's so many of us that have experienced it firsthand. I know. With my baby daughter, it took us, you know, three doctors and two hospitals to actually get her admitted, you know, when she was three months old because she was unwell. Um, There's so many times for so many mums, and it might be yourself or something else, that you've got to listen to that, um, you know, that gut feeling that you have on things. And it's it's amazing, um, the wisdom that we have. Mm. It is. It's just there, isn't it? If only we could trust it more. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely, you just need to trust. And, and when, when you start to give it more of a voice, it just becomes louder and louder. Yes, that's a great tip. That is so true. When you start giving it a voice, it gets louder and louder and it gets easier to hear what that voice is. It does get easier to hear, yeah. It's just like, you know, it's just like a little child, I guess. Once you really start listening to them, it, at first it's hard to understand them, you know, as they're making out words and using sounds. But once you get into the rhythm of it, you know, you can understand them like nobody else. And it's kind of the same with your intuition. I love that analogy. That is so true. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I know other people don't understand my children's little babbles, but I do because I've always <laughs> so been... Li- <laughs> so do I. So did you hear them say all of that? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is a great analogy. Thank you. And so then finally, beautiful, what does being a happy mama mean to you? It means, me, it means being yourself. I think, um, and valuing it and accepting, you know, your individual way of being a mom, but um, but also creating space and time um, to remember to do the things that you love, you know, because it's so easy to forget to, like it's funny, you know, you talk to other mums and they might have an hour or morning off on a Saturday with, a, you know, their husband takes the kids to the park or whatever and it's, oh, you know, what are you going to do with that time? You know, we forget what we like to do. Mm-hmm. We even forget what we like to eat or the music we like to listen to because we're so busy, you know, caring and, and providing and looking after our children and our families. It's so easy to lose yourself. And I think being a happy mama means if you can, you know, if you can really look after yourself and be, to be, to remember to be yourself, um, you'll be happy. Remember to be yourself. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, Mamas, Liz has so many amazing resources around mindfulness and money. If this is something that you know is perhaps an area of your life that you're not addressing, that 
underneath you are worried about money or spending money or feeling unvalued at the moment please take a look at her website it's liz mcclardy m-c-l-a-r-d-y dot com it'll be in the show notes of course and sign up and, and have a read through everything that she can help and guide you with thanks so much liz thanks amy to find out more about being a happy mama and subscribe to this podcast please visit amy's website www.happymama.com.au